Hello, and welcome back to Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter to... I'm Ashton. And I'm Alex. And this week is going to be a little different. Yeah, we've kind of are taking a little step back from a book or a movie or a TV show, and we're going to kind of give you guys background into us, right? Yeah, and more so take you on our journey through reading and kind of how we got to the point where we like these really fucked up books. Yes, and we have uh, your friend Carrie to thank for this episode because she was the one that came to us being like, you guys should do a little, like, book journey. Yes, so shout out to Carrie. Thank you, darling. Love you so much. This one is for you. Okay, Alex, so even though we're doing a little bit of a different episode, we are still incorporating our potion into Emotions and Potions this week. So please, can you tell me what you fixed up for us today? All right, so what I have for you today is a throwback drink. Very on brand because we are throwing it back, so why not throw back the drinks? So this was a drink that I used to have with my girlfriends. I am not promoting underage drinking, but I am being honest about my past actions. (laughs) So this was a high school drink that we would have at house gatherings we didn't really do parties we had gatherings where it would literally be like six to ten of us friends so nothing crazy so obviously back then we didn't really give these things names so i am affectionately dubbing this the 562 which is (laughs) named for the um florida statute of under of possession of underage alcohol drinking and it is however much malibu rum you would like. And we put a lot in, or I should say Alex put a lot in my drink. (laughs) And some cherry 7-Up. Very simple. This is definitely something like underage kids could get their hands on. Oh, very much so. If they needed to. Don't, but you could, but don't. This is not a promotion of (laughs) underage drinking. I am just admitting to what I did in my past. All right, let's try this bad boy. I'm intrigued. Let's see if it still holds up. Yeah. (laughs) And I've never had this. I would never put Malibu with cherry flavored like sprite or seven up never wow yep it's still good wow okay so alex wasn't joking it's still good you can taste the malibu you can taste that coconut but there's no burn you can't tell that it's an alcohol that is flavoring that which is one dangerous and two something that i love so 10 out of 10 i think i will be drinking this this summer because this is a very like good beach I mean, it's super easy to make. and You only need two freaking ingredients. Yeah, and literally, I think I did, as far as, like, portions-wise, three-fourths of it is Malibu. (laughs) Literally. And a fourth of it was the Cherry 7-Up. So good. Really, really good. I'm glad it still holds up to my memory of enjoying this. I'm surprised that you can still drink this. Because there's a lot of stuff that, from my, like, younger years that I cannot go to next, like, I can't go anywhere near thankfully this was something i never got sick on oh okay that's good i mean that's what ruins it for you so sweet well alex you did it again girl snaps to you yay thank you 562 i like that i like that so how we've kind of have broken down what we're going to be kind of discussing today is blocks of our life right 
Yeah, periods like of time of our life kind of like I really started reading in elementary school, then kind of like middle school reads, high school, college into adulthood. Post-college, yep. Kind of thing. And I even had a little phone call from my mom to give me some more insight. Love that. And don't worry, we are still doing our casting. It's just we're going to cast who we would want to play us if our lives were turned into a movie. (laughs) And we will also be casting each other. Yep. And we have songs as well that kind of – we've chosen a few that might maybe incorporate what our lives are about or what we think of our lives (laughs) more accurately. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like this was kind of like a therapy, like – introspection session like yeah and you know I've never sat down and timelined my like reading history it makes so much sense I am I've been enlightened being like this was very predictable yeah. <laughs> as to wh- what I am now based on what I grew up reading Same. And then I kind of, at the end, like, my analytical self made a table of, like, common things, like, genres and just stuff I like to read. And it's, like, this kind of tracked throughout my whole life. Yeah, I was like, we didn't really change all that much. We might just have progressed into the intensity of these. Yeah, the intensity of the content (laughs) has definitely progressed. But, Um, like, common themes can be seen through both of us. So I'm really excited. I have not looked at any of your shit. <laughs> Same. I want it just to be a surprise. Yeah. So I am really curious to see kind of your your journey because also our ages are a little different. Yeah. There's four years between us. I'm 32. And I'm 28. So that could also kind of just tweak things of like things that maybe we've both read but have different opinions on or like things that I don't even know or you don't even know. So yeah. I am just, I'm ready to freaking go. My TBR list may grow after this episode because of some of these things. Right. <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, since this was your friend Carrie's idea, I think it's only fair that you start us off with your early childhood reads. All right. All right. Well, first, I, I have a, a little tidbit of information from my mother about <laughs> childhood reading. Apparently, when I was a toddler, I loved audiobooks. That still tracks. Yeah, you haven't changed much there. (laughs) No. Apparently, I I was obsessed with them. And that's how I learned to read, was through audiobooks. And my mom also said I've always loved series, which still tracks, and classic literature, like the Jane Austen, Emily Bronte, Shakespeare. And again, that's still very much... On brand. On brand, so. (laughs) Now, as far as me remembering reading, that's going to start off in elementary school. Thank goodness for scholastic book fairs. Bro, we were talking about scholastic book fairs, and I was saying that I hope to God that they still do those, because those were lit back in the day. They They were were lit. They were, I always looked forward to a scholastic book fair. I remember, like, getting the little catalog and just circling all the books that I wanted and, like, would then turn it into my mom. And then she would give me, like, my little allowance. So then I had to whittle it down to what I wanted. That's so funny. That's so cute. I love that. I love that. So some of the things that I purchased through the scholastic book fair, I loved the um, Alex Mack books. I don't know if you remember the the Nickelodeon show. Yes. See, yeah, that was a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. That okay. was like a little book series as well as Animorphs, which became a TV show. 
loved Nancy Drew boxcar children. Yeah. Um, that was when my mom called out for me too. She was like, your elementary school reads were like boxcar children, Anne of Green Gables, and Harry Potter. All great. Mm-hmm. All great. And then just some other ones I remembered being important were A Little Princess, The Secret Garden. Oh, yeah. And The Music of Dolphins. I was obsessed with that book because like I had a huge obsession with obsession with dolphins and I grew up in Florida so (laughs) yeah okay that's cute Alex so that was like little Alex reading what about some little ash reading okay so I actually wasn't a huge reader in elementary like you were but I do remember my dad getting me into three pretty big book series that I still remember to this day like reading and those included A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket was probably the first series that I read pretty religiously. I was obsessed with that book. And like that book is low-key kind of dark for kids. Like the content is wild. Yeah, like I've seen the um, movies and the TV show. I never read those books. I think I was a little older. A little older. I remember some of my little cousins reading them, but that was just a series I never got into. Yeah, I don't think I ever read the complete series, but I do think I read maybe like four or five of them. And I I did really like those. And they're like easy kid, like easy reads. The other series was Percy Jackson by Rick Riordan, but he does a bunch of Greek mythology. And he actually in recent years has shifted his gears into other types of mythology. Like he has an Egyptian mythology series out. And like these are all YA books, but I low-key still read them sometimes now and again. I own them. That is one series I wish I read. Because I will say the books are so much better than the movies, even though I love Logan Lerman. He was like one of my like low-key like crushes back in the day. And when he was Percy Jackson, I was just like, (laughs) Um, but the books, I mean, like Rick's writing is phenomenal. I've heard nothing but good things about that series. And like I said, it's one I wish I read, but now I feel like I don't know if I would like it if I try to read it now, not having that like nostalgia attachment to it. I would be interested in you giving it a chance because it is kind of a more YA. I think the target audience is like 14 year olds, like give or take, you know, that kind of genre of readers, but we both appreciate Greek mythology so much that even though it is set in like a YA setting and it is not what we kind of read currently, I think you would just kind of be blown away with the world that he creates and his writing is just so captivating. Like it still draws me in because he's still putting out books that I'm still actively reading as they release into my late 20s and I'm still like I can't put this down so I'd be interested if you just like gave it a chance to see if it would be something that you know you might not read the whole series but for like a book or two you might be interested well let me borrow one I'll give it a shot (laughs) right and then the final series that my dad kind of well my parents introduced me to this one Harry Potter in like the early 2000s that was like my bedtime story book that my parents would read to me before going to bed And then I later would read the series. But, like, my first introduction to Harry Potter was nighttime stories, dreaming of wizards and witches and all that fun stuff. (laughs) I love that. That's really cute. Yeah. And so I have, like, fond memories of that. And then, like, a few other stories that I I remember, those are probably the three main kind of 
childhood books that I remember. But I do remember reading I'd Tell You I Love You, But Then I'd Have to Kill You by Allie Carter in like sixth or seventh grade. So like 06, 07. And like this was low-key kind of like a YA like romancy book because it's about love. Like it's what it's centered around, a boy and a girl. So already, sixth grade. Starting young. Already hopeless romantic. Let's go. <laughs> and then my final book that I kind of remember was Avalon High by Meg Cabot. Do you remember they turned it into a Disney film, I think? Yeah, I think that was like one of those DCOM movies. Yeah. Yep, and it was based on the book. This was the one book that I mentioned of Meg Cabot, but I was a huge Meg Cabot oh, fan. Oh, same. The Princess Diaries series. I, that's one of my, like, middle school standouts, like, freaking ate that series up. And then I know that you were more of a bigger reader younger, at Mm -hmm. a younger age than I was. So, honestly, this is all that I remember from elementary and middle school. So do you have any, like, middle school books? Because all of the ones you named were more, like, primary elementary school, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't, so I'm going to pass this over to you now. (laughs) So my middle school standout reads, The Lovely Bones. That was a great book. I really got into Shakespeare in middle school. Don't ask me why. A little morbid. (laughs) And that's also when, like, my mom started buying me some of the classics that were kind of republished more so for a younger audience. So that's when I read, like, Little Women, Little House on the Prairie, Pride and Prejudice, you know, all those sorts of things. You were really going in deep here. I mean, I haven't even read most of those books at 28. And you were reading those in middle school? Oh, yeah. I loved me some Jane Austen in middle school. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Get it, girl. (laughs) Again, it's not like, you know, the adult Jane Austen novels. It was, thankfully, not the old English style of writing, but a little bit. But I was also reading Shakespeare, so. (laughs) And then I also really loved Carl Hyacin books. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a Florida author. Um, My favorite book from him is Hoot. It's about like a little burrowing owl. I've heard of Hoot. And I think they made that into a movie. Yeah, it is a movie. Maybe that's how I know it. And I started reading Nicholas Sparks books. Okay. uh, Specifically like A Walk to Remember and The Notebook. I think I read those in middle school. So you were diving into some romance. Yeah, starting to get into some romance. too. Yep. Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. Those books. The Stravaganza series. I haven't heard of that one. It's set in Italy, like in Venice, and it's a hist- like in the past and during like um, a festival of masks, and it has a lot of like kind of oh. magical stuff to it and mystery. I loved that series. Okay. Started getting into Greek mythology and reading more so actual like the actual mythologies, not like retellings that I got into later in life, but just. Diving into all the myths. I was obsessed with the Stargirl series, and that was one my mom re- remembered. It was, like, one of the first ones after Harry Potter. She's like, there was these Stargirl books she really <laughs> liked. And I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, You see those at used book fairs or used book sales all the time now because that was a really popular series back in the day. So those were, like, my middle school reads. Also, I love the idea of, like, scholastic book fairs for adults. I don't know if you've seen those TikToks mm. where it's, like, booze and books with a oh, scholastic kind of fair thing. Oh, that needs to happen. I'd be there. I'd be there every single time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> when you started getting more into reading your high school and college days, what were you into? Okay, so I did split up my high school and college because 
High school kind of, I did kind of get into a more reading curve and then college hit and I kind of took a step back. But for my high school reads, and I was in high school from 2009 to 2012. I graduated in 2012. So some books that I like to read, The Vampire Diaries by L.J. Smith. When The Vampire Diaries TV show came out in 2009, I got hooked on that and then I instantly made my mom buy me like, all of the books. Yeah, that was one. I never got into that TV show or that book series. So I adore the TV show. The books are so freaking wild and out there. I actually did not finish the series. I think I got like six or seven books in. And what she does is she does like trilogies almost where it's like, the Awakening, like part one, part two, part three. And then it was like the next portion, part one, part two, part three. And there were like, I feel like four or five of those with three books per section. But like the shit that was happening, and I was in ninth grade, so I was like 14. I didn't know what the fuck was happening because like she brought in a bunch of like mythical things where I've just like lost me. I just, <laughs> I can do vampires. I can do werewolves. I can do hybrids. Okay. <laughs> like I can do witches. But, like, she was bringing in, like, these, like, spirits, like, these Japanese spirits she was bringing in. It was just so much, so much. But I also, kind of going along with that, I was really into Twilight. When the movie started coming out, which is when I was in high school, I started reading Twilight. And I will say, like, I binged those hard. I did read that series. I think this is going to be where you and I start to like, we have similarities, but our opinions are going to drastically differ because I fucking hated those books. I read them because like- It was the hype? (laughs) Yeah, it was the hype. I borrowed them from some of my friends and coworkers because I was in high school when those came out. So (laughs) a lot of the people I worked with who were also my friends were reading those. So it was like, and talking about them at work. So I was like, wanting to be in on the conversations they let me borrow them and I read them and I was just like I don't like these Bella sucked so bad actually every character freaking sucked yeah I will say that when I read it I loved the books I was a really big fan of Stephanie Myers. And I still like Stephanie Myers. I think that she's a good author but I don't think I would ever like reread the books books now I mean like I might reread the last one because Breaking Dawn is just it's my favorite movie and it's it's the best book in my opinion I might reread that one but I wouldn't reread the whole series yeah that one wasn't that one wasn't too bad the books were tough to get through well the second one New Moon was definitely tough clearly I like to torch myself because I read all the books I've seen all the movies and I have good associations with those now just because of like friends and like I took some of my little cousins to go see the movie because they were super big into the whole Twilight phenomenon and craze so I have good memories associated with, with Twilight but as far as like being critical of actually reading them they suck as books yeah and then the last kind of vampire I guess series that I liked or that I got into around 2011 which one is when I was a junior is called The Vampire Academy. So they made it into a movie and totally just botched it. It was such a bad movie, but this series is so fucking good. They're remaking it. Good. They should, because what they put out was not good. And I am like, I own these books, and I actually just bought these maybe in 2020, and I reread them in 2020. Are they and they're so good. So good. And then... Some other books that I read, I remember um, Simone Eccles wrote this series. 
they were like perfect chemistry, leaving paradise. And I think like something attraction. I can't remember the name of it. But my one of my best friends from high school, actually, we read like the same types. And this is definitely like YA romance book. And she was like, she came to school one day and she's like, just threw it in my face. And she's like, you need to read this. It's amazing. <laughs> and so I remember that I, on a Friday or Saturday night, because when I was in high school, I was lame. And like, I wasn't partying in high school. So I was just like home. I started reading one of these books. I think it was um, Perfect Chemistry at like eight o'clock at night. And I did not set it down until 4 a.m. when I finished it. Damn. Like I pulled an all-nighter and then I just slept the whole day. And my parents were like, what are you doing? I was like, I read a book. And they're like, the whole book last night? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you have problems. And so. (laughs) I mean, that kind of sounds familiar to what sometimes happens now. Exactly. Like you just get really sucked in. And those, like I remember vividly doing this. So high school is also when I got into Nicholas Sparks. But I actually started my Nicholas Sparks journey with Dear John and The Last Song. Because that, those two movies came out. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me into Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, I read those in high school. Because that was around the time that they came out for me. And then also like The Hunger Games uh, came out. The movies started coming out in 2010, 2011. So I obviously like binged all of those great series. I still read like her new stuff. Yep, that was a series I read as well. I think that was right after I had graduated because I graduated in 08. And then my last two series that I kind of started is The City of Bones, which is The Immortal Instruments, which is by Cassandra Clare. And I read those starting probably my senior year, which was 2012. And she has um, spinoff series that she's still writing, that she still puts out that is in this universe, just different people, different times, stuff like that. And I'm still reading. Like whenever I come across it and I see that there's a new one, like I always buy it. So like, even though these are all like YA, Cassandra Clare, she is just a fantastic author. That's a series I haven't read, but wouldn't mind reading. No. And you know, it's like, it's very fantasy heavy, but it also has like romance. It also has like stuff that is just very relatable. Like, and she always is throwing in plot twists. Like you never really know. Like the first, like the City of Bones series, which City of Bones is the first book. I think there's like eight or nine books. Like it's an intense series. Like it's crazy. And then my last kind of series that I remember reading when I was in high school was The Selection Books. And that is by Kira Cass. And I read that probably my senior year. And there's a few of those. And that's also a series. And it's that's definitely a YA romance kind of book as well. Or books. So uh, picking up on some common themes. I like vampires. <laughs> I like romance (laughs) and I like fantasy. I mean, like just fantasy in general is I just think when people can come up with these crazy universes and it all holds up where you can actually imagine it and things make sense. I, I love that too. Like I just recently learned about how there are some people who read and they don't, they can't imagine what's going on. Like they don't create the stories in their head as they're reading. They just see words on a page. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. I don't understand it. Maybe that's why people aren't readers. True. Because if it's just words on the page, I wouldn't be interested either. But also maybe it's just our like double water sign and that we're very just like in our heads, imaginative, like we're coming up with crazy shit anyway in our heads. So the whole right brain, left brain thing. So like being able to picture things and like writing, translating into into something. I know. 
And you know what? I've also learned if like you're having a hard time getting into a book, imagine yourself as the main character. Oh, it's my and, favorite thing to do. And then you'll be set, boo-boos. <laughs> Yes, take me out of this reality and let me be somebody else. Exactly. So Alex, those were just a few of my high school reads. All right. And so I'm curious to see what you read in high school. So it's funny. As you started to like pick up into reading in high school, I started to hit a little bit of a reading slump. So remind me, when were you in high school? I was in high school from 04 to 08. Okay, right. I was in eighth grade when you graduated. Mm -hmm. That's what we figured out. Okay. Continue. Um, so my big vampire book love for high school and I like, know what you're gonna say. And getting out of high school was the Sookie Stackhouse series, which is then got turned into the True Blood TV show. Loved those books. I read those before I ever read Twilight. Which I can see why you wouldn't be able to kind of go back to Twilight. When you're yeah. already reading more adult, it is sometimes hard to get into a more YA. Or go back. Yeah, so I think I kind of did myself a disservice by starting with the Sookie Stackhouse series, but it was so damn good. But, like, also, how were you to know that Twilight was going to become such a phenomena? And then it was just too late for you to enjoy those books. Like, you're doing you. I haven't read those, but I love True Blood. And they're on my list. I do want to read that series. I think the books are so much better than the TV show, especially come, like, season four or five. The show just went off the rails you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) but the books just stayed great consistently they were consistently good it is on my like two reads because you've talked them up so and i still like vampires so it's on my list interesting that you were reading that in high school though that's wild and then i also really enjoyed um laura weiss books um one of them i think her first one is called such a pretty girl it's very dark I haven't heard of those. I haven't heard of that author either. She writes a lot about abuse. So like all of her main characters are very damaged. So yeah, you were already reading some dark and twisted shit. When you were like 18, <laughs> 17, 18. It's a little Even younger. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm telling you, people in Florida, they grow up faster. <laughs> it's all the crazy stuff we got to deal with. <laughs> Um, I also really got into um, historical fiction romance books. Like, give me anything from, like, World War One, the 20s, World War Two era, anything about witchcraft from any period of time, like 1800s, earlier. To current day. To current day, here for. That's pretty on brand. That's, I feel like you're a little witchy. Yeah. A, like, you know what I mean? It, and that still tracks. Yeah. Like, I love me a, a historical romance. And that's the way I enjoyed, quote unquote, learning about history. Through these, <laughs> through through these, these histori- <laughs> Through these historical fiction romance things. Like, I don't want to read a history textbook, but tell me Alexander Hamilton is, like, in love with somebody else. And, oh, I'm going to know all about it. Oh, for sure. Same as you. I read the Hunger Games series around this time. Did you enjoy that? I did enjoy that. Okay. I liked the adventure, survival, and like a little bit of romance in there. And that like dystopian. Yeah, in the dystopian. Universe or mm-hmm. realm or whatever. I also read the Divergent series. I never read that one. You can skip it. It's fine. It's just fine. Like it's not bad, but. Compared to Hunger Games, it's kind of lacking. I prefer Hunger Games over Divergent because they are pretty similar. They are. 
I mean, there's a lot of differences in them. Like, I feel like Divergent is a little more sci-fi-y. Kind of. Not really, but a little bit. And then I did, you know, the Fifty Shades phenomenon happened pretty shortly after I graduated high school. So, read a couple of those. Wasn't that into it, to be perfectly honest with you. Really? Why? Like, they weren't bad, but, like, I think it was overhyped and especially with some of the stuff we read now definitely puts 50 shades to shame i definitely think that 50 shades was just a really smutty book that somehow like got approved to be a movie and like i think that that's what shook people is the fact that like there are so many like there's a lot worse out there i appreciate 50 shades for what it did like it definitely kind of opened up opened the door (laughs) to like darker romance books and kind of made it a little more socially acceptable and something you could talk about well i also feel like people just shit on romance Um, yeah in in general and they shit on people who read romance and that made it a little bit more accepted mm-hmm. and more mainstream. Yeah, so I definitely appreciate Fifty Shades for what it did. I mean, it doesn't highlight the BDSM community and lifestyle in an accurate right. way. Right. And you know what it is? It's a Twilight fan fiction because Christian Grey is based off of Edward. Is it really? Yeah. How? I don't understand that. Okay, I have to contemplate this. Yeah, and Anastasia's based off of Bella. And I didn't like them in Twilight, so it makes sense I didn't really care for them in Fifty Shades. Huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that Dakota Johnson and Kristen Stewart have very similar acting styles because they're just like, they come off as very awkward. So, like, I could see... I could see that now. I'm just not getting the Christian with Edward. Like that possessive, he came from a rich family... Oh, yeah. Adopted. Right. Okay. Has bad Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Fifty okay. Shades is a Twilight okay. fanfic. Huh. Interesting. Take out vampirism, though. You learn something new every day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes me like Fifty Shades of Grey more or less. Because, like, I am a fan of Twilight. I still, whenever Breaking Dawn Part 1 or 2 is on TV, you know I be tuning in. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. When the movies come on, I'm not going to turn them off. I would never reread the books, but I'll rewatch the movies. And then high school was when my mom actually started giving me some of her books. So I definitely started to get get into more adult content, adult romance books. Thanks, Wendy. (laughs) Got mama to thank for this one. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I like that, though. My mom only buys me self-help books. (laughs) Or, like, (laughs) inspirational books. Or, like, the universe and you. Like... And I'm always like, thanks, Sal. Just buy me a smutty romance book. I'll like it way more. But <laughs> it's I, I will say, I do remember the first book I ever read with like a full-on intricate sex scene was a book that my mom gave me. <laughs> That's really entertaining. Even though very uncomfortable being like, my mom's read this and now I'm reading this. Cringe, question mark. <laughs> a little bit. But I mean, if you heard the sex talk that my mom gave me when I was like a child, like... In high school, it makes total sense. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. I'm here for it. I love you, Mom. <laughs> I love you, Mom, too. <laughs> I didn't mean the shit on you. <laughs> Any others? No, that's all my, like, high school and kind of 04 to 010 reads. Okay. Because, like I said, I kind of hit a little bit of a slump. So you hit a slump in... So, like, those re- those reads were, like, from 04 to 010. I didn't read as much then as I did, like... Before, previously yeah and then after and then like after o10 i probably didn't read a book for a couple of years okay okay so i also 
I also went into a little bit of a reading slump as well when I went to college, uh, which was 2012 to 2016. I actually had a social life, so I was actually going out. I was having fun between college, schoolwork, and like my social life. I really didn't read all that much, but I did read some. So this is like a shorter segment for me because I don't really have that much, but my college years, I ended up going back to Harry Potter and I reread that, I think in like the summer between my junior or my sophomore, my junior year, which I think was 2014. I remember being at home for the summer and my parents own all the books and they're like, if you're bored, this is a good series for you to read. And Mm. I binged all of them, I think in a month. Dang. I just like could not stop. I, mean, I could not stop. I can't blame you. I've I've reread and listened to that series countless times. Yeah, and it doesn't help that my hometown is, is so boring and there's nothing to do. So, like, I literally was just home all summer reading Harry Potter. But I loved it because J.K. Rowling, even though her political stance, like, her social stuff is not— Don't her, like her as a person. Her writing, though, and, like, her imagination bow down to the queen— but that series But outside is, of the writing. That series is nostalgic and just holds a place in my heart. And I just hate that we found out she's a shitty person. Yeah. Another series that I ended up reading was also by Cassandra Clare, which was the Mortal Instruments that I talked about earlier, which was the Infernal Devices series. So this was a spin-off of the other books. But it actually took place in like the 1800s. So it's going back in time. You have me at 1800s. So it's like, it's historical. It takes place in London. So it takes place in like 1800 in London. You also have me there. Thank you. You're welcome. And I also own all of them. So let me know if you want to borrow them. Please and thank you. But yeah, so it's like, it's it's the same universe. It's the same like families It's just taking place in a different time and obviously different shit's going on. But like I said, her writing, 10 out of 10, I could read anything she writes. And then my last is, going back, Fifty Shades. So I did not read Fifty Shades in high school. I read it when I was in college. I remember reading the first one in my freshman dorm. Do you remember going to the library, my public library, my hometown, and checking out the third Fifty Shades and like the lady behind the desk, she kind of- She give you some stares? Yeah, because I was also, what, 21? <laughs> like 20, 21, like checking out Fifty Shades. She's like, oh God, this girl's going down the wrong path. <laughs> but- I really enjoyed the Fifty Shades of Grey. Did, for a period of time, read a lot of free Kindle books mm-hmm. when I was in college that I don't remember because they're all free, so they're not great. But I remember reading some, like, smuttier things. But definitely the first Fifty Shades was my first, like, real, real smutty. But I thought that was a pretty good, like, entry into more, like, adult romance smutty aspects of reading yeah it's not bad for like a starting out point but i had already kind of read some more adult books from like mostly my mom (laughs) (laughs) and then i i do think the sookie stackhouse series is a little more adult probably not if i remember correctly it's not as raunchy as 50 shades right but i just enjoyed the plots of those more yeah and i can also say that 
I wasn't allowed to watch MTV until I was 18. So, like, my parents were definitely not allowing me to read more, like, PG-13 books. Like, that was kind of my my slump, though. I definitely did hit a point where I was not reading compared to my high school and then compared to now. Oh, compared to now? Oh, nothing compares. Nothing compares to yeah. now. Yeah, I'm definitely in the height of my well, reading addiction. It's We're recording this almost the end of, of April, and... Both of us have read over 50 books already for the year. Yeah, it's bad. And, like, Alex and I don't just read the books that we're reading for the pod. Like, we're also reading, like, two or three books on top of what we're, like, preparing for the pod. So it's kind of, what else are we doing? (laughs) The answer is reading. (laughs) The answer is I'm shutting my door and I don't want to be disturbed for the whole weekend. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) All right, Alex, so let's jump into kind of our post-college into kind of current day journey of our reading adventure, if you will. And I think this is where, I think this is where you and I are going to start to kind of have a lot of similar things. Well, it also doesn't help that for the past year, year and a half that we've been working together, we like constantly are bouncing books off of each other, like Prior to us starting the podcast, we kind of did a little, like, book club for just the The two two of us. us. And so, like, we definitely, within the past year, year and a half, have given recommendations both ways that we've both read because of the other one. So, without further ado, Alex, let's just freaking jump into this. Some books I, I read kind of 2016 to now. Being, like, on YouTube a lot, I got some books from YouTubers and, like, podcasters and stuff that I liked. So, um, like, I have two books from Mamory Hart. I have the Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered book from that podcast. And then um, and then three books in a series called The Six Series by Samantha March. And then I have the book that, like, Rhett and Link came out with. So, like, you know, podcast YouTube Burr. Nice. Okay. Books. So I think one of my favorite series that I've read in my kind of more adult life is by Elizabeth Naughton. And the series is the Eternal Guardian series. Which you did get me to start reading. So I did get Alex to start. I think she only read the first one just because I don't think that they're all on Kindle Unlimited. You have to actually purchase them. Mm-hmm. And, like, we read a lot of stuff that's on Kindle Unlimited because we're, like, broke bitches. We can't be spending mad money on all these books we want to read. Though then we do. But then we do. But I will say that this series is very on brand for me, I feel like, because it involves Greek mythology. It's, like, heavy, heavy Greek mythology. It's heavy, heavy romance. And it's heavy plot, which... It's a great series. It is so fucking good. I I, I was thinking about it today because she's still writing the series. So, like, the, her last book, I think, came out in maybe 2020 or 2021. But I have read maybe books one through five, three or four times because I did buy them because I read the first one and I was like, I can't stop. So I did splurge when I was originally reading the series. And it's just like everything that I love in a romance novel. Plus it has the Greek mythology. So like I'm obsessed. Like this is one that I probably would be like, this needs to go in like the vault of like what is important to Ashton. (laughs) Okay. It's one of your comfort reads. 100%. 
And it's also like they're all kind of enemies to lovers. Which is one of my favorite tropes. Which is like that tension before they like give into each other. Oh, it's mm. perfection. Love it. (laughs) So a series that I've read, um, Game of Thrones. I've read those books. I've read the first one. And I have been reading the second one for about eight years now. (laughs) The first one intrigued me so much. I read it on a family vacation. I couldn't set it down. And then I just, I think it took all of my Game of Thrones ability to get through book one. And I just, he's such a great author, but it's a lot. It Those is books a lot. are a lot. It is a lot. There's a lot of characters. And like things, like names of people. I'm just like, you know, I suck at a pr- like pronunciation. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. that's not my strong suit. I can never pronounce any of these people's names. Yeah, if you thought there was a lot of characters in the TV show, read the books. There's, like, even more. Yeah, it's a lot. But it's definitely a good read. I mean, they're great books. If yeah. you can if you can continue on it. And if you also like to read a lot about food, because whenever he, like, whenever there's a feast or party, like, the way George R.R. R. Martin, like, describes the food, it's like, you can tell right. he's, like, a foodie a and a foodie. fat man. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. So the next kind of genre that I kind of entered into, if you will, in my adult life was the series called Power of Five by Alex Liddell. I started reading this in 2020. So like around the pandemic, maybe a little before. And this was the first reversed harem that I ever read. And it's also a fantasy. It's a fantasy reverse harem. And it it involves like Faye, and it involves like different worlds and stuff like that. And I mean, I definitely was thrown into it because it's intense. I mean, it is an intense reverse harem. She has four boyfriends, y'all. Like, it's a lot to read, but I loved it. So good. And I like a good reversed harem. Like, I'm here for it. Get more boyfriends. <laughs> Same. I'm trying to think, what was the first reverse harem I read? Because I didn't read one until, was it Dana Vipers? I think it was. Yeah, I think Jenna Vipers was the first reverse harem I read. 2021? Yeah. Did we read that like the end of 2021? Yeah, because I read that first and then I was like, bro. You're like, the water bottle scene! The water (laughs) bottle scene! The gun scene! (laughs) So yes, yeah. Yeah, Dead and Vipers. That book has traumatized me. Would you reread that one? I would. I would reread it. Surprisingly, I would. I think I would reread it because I think, like, the first time I was just kind of so shocked at what I was reading that it would be interesting to go back being like, okay, I've already read it. I know what to expect. Let's, like, go back and actually really, like, read Read it. it. However, I don't think I would like it as much as a reread as I did the first time. I could see us liking some things more and other things less. Yeah. Yeah, but we both have read Den and, Vi- Den and Vipers, and I think it both traumatized and excited us. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, as wrong as it is to admit that. <laughs> Funny. So another thing that I've gotten into within the recent years, something we both enjoy doing as well is traveling. Mm-hmm. And I've really gotten into like buying books while I'm traveling, like about places I'm visiting, and preferably, preferably about like haunted shit. <laughs> cool. Like okay. I want to know about like the lore, witchcraft, haunted, creepy folk tales. Give it, give it all. Yeah. And it's funny because I knew this because you like were like, if you want to read this one book, I got like, and I think it was upstate New York when you were visiting family. Yeah. 
And like the, uh, where was, what area was that? Was that like the Great, the lakes? Well, it's just what all was... about upstate Western New York. Oh, so it was like, it wasn't just a specific. Yeah, it's not just like specific to Buffalo. It's kind of the whole. The whole geographical area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you were like, yeah, I went and visited and I, I got this book and it's talking about all the creepy stuff that's like ever happened in like folklore and. Because I think Rochester gets mentioned and stuff like that. Like just okay. other places you would be familiar with too. Right. Yeah, because I can attest that that is definitely on brand for you. And you have been doing that. Yeah. Which is super cool. Super cool. You know, mementos of places I've been and just, I like creepy things. Right. And you like books. So I like books. So let's combine it all together. Yes. So another thing that I kind of got into book wise in my adulthood are rock star romances. I love a rock star romance. I don't know why, but I think it's because in those books, rock stars are always like so douchey and it just makes them the like love story that much better when they finally like give in to the like the lead female character or whatever and that's a genre I haven't really explored that much okay so I'm about to give you three series that I highly recommend if you are looking just for like an easy rock star romance series so the first one is by Janie Diamond who I fucking love She writes the Dirty series and the Players series. So both of these series take place in the same realm and they actually overlap characters. So like the Dirty series is about Dirty, the band. And it has, I think it's five books, four or five books. And then there's also some novellas. Like she's very good about like filling in gaps and stuff. So it's like a very thorough read. Like I felt very, um, I just felt like at peace when I finished it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then the Players series is just a spinoff of another band that opens for Dirty. And that's the Players. So then, like, it's that spinoff. And I think that one has three or four books. So good. So good. And then the other series that I read that I think had, like, five or six books is by A.L. Jackson. It's the Bleeding Stars series. And this series also has a bunch of, um, like, spinoffs of other people who are mentioned through the original series and then get spinoffs. This one was a little bit more dark. Like the characters have a lot more trauma in the bleeding stars than like dirty. It's not so much. It's not a dark romance. It's very like the main like character, like the male characters are all like dicks. That's about as. So almost rom-commy in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Whereas like the bleeding stars is a lot more. The characters are suffering through a lot more like traumatic things so it's a little bit more heavy but still not like dark but if you're interested in reading any type of rock star romance those would be the ones that I would recommend to start with they're just very well done nice yeah so two series that I've read that kind of go hand in hand with each other and also kind of falls back into my love of like historical romance and then like murder mystery stuff I really enjoy are the Miss Fisher's murder mystery series. There's also a TV show, which is fantastic. And the High Society Lady Detective series. Like one is based in Australia, the other one's based in London. Ooh, very cool. The Miss Fisher one is around the 20s post World War One and the High Society is more of that like Regency Bridgerton kind of era. Okay. 
Okay. Or maybe a little after that, but further set back in time. Okay. And I just like it because it's, you know, female-led, which both of those time periods are more male-led. So I like these lady detectives. Like that. I'm going to have to look into those. So the next two series that I'm going to talk about are both things that we have read together or separately that we both like. The first one is the Hades and Persephone saga by Scarlett St. Clair, which is also like there's the Persephone point of view and then there's also the Hades point of view within the series. Fucking love those books. Own all of those books. I don't own all of them yet. I'm working on it. But, and you know, it's kind of funny that a lot of people give this series shit and I thought it was so well done. Like I was obsessed with it when I read it. Same. I do wonder if a majority of the people who don't like this book just aren't fans of Greek the mythology. Hades, Persephone, yeah. Greek mythology thing. Yeah. Because you really have to kind of buy into that story to get on board with this retelling. Right, right. Because in this retelling, Hades, like all of the gods, are known to mortals. Like they've, they've ascended from Olympus and now they are living on Earth with humans. And so I could see how people just couldn't wrap their head around this. But like me, I've been reading Hades Persephone retellings for a while. Like I don't give me anything and everything. Like I don't. Yeah, which is like same. I've, I loved Greek mythology as a child. A child. Yeah. So now being an adult, I love these retellings where it's like, the author's interpretation. Yeah, the author's interpretation, then also kind of more so making these gods kind of within my age bracket sort of thing and a little more relatable to the real world. Right. Like, even though they are still gods, and especially like in this one, they still have their god powers and stuff, but it's more relatable because they are within like our world. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I think both of us have read this, these books multiple times. I'm a psycho and have actually, like, read book one of each, Hades and Persephone, because they are, they're different books, but they cover the same time frame. And I would literally, like, read two chapters of Persephone's, stop. Read two chapters of Hades, stop. Like I haven't done that yet, but now I want to since I own the physical copies of the books. Yeah, I was doing it on a Kindle. Like, I was, yeah, I literally, like, was just whatever, psychotic. But it's so good. And then another Greek mythology that we've both read that I got you into was the Underworld the court, series. The Court of the Underworld. Oh my gosh, By yes. Alessa Thorne. Mm-hmm. And this one is, it's not just Hades and Persephone. It incorporates a lot of Greek mythology. And even some of like lesser known or appreciated characters from mythology. Like the first book is Asterion, who's the Minotaur. Yeah. And then you have Hades, Persephone, um, you have Karen and Circe, I think are a couple. Like, it's it's just like a bunch of Greek mythology kind of like yep, thrown in. Hermes and Selene. Mm-hmm. Hecate and Thanatos. Yep. And then Erebus, Erebus and Medea, which was like the last. So like it covers, and like obviously they're all one after another. Which it, it, they build off of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was a really good series. Oh, that series. was such a good series. And I like her newer one that goes with Egyptian gods. Set, right? Was that the first one? Yeah, Set was the first one. But it goes right. more into the Egyptian mythology, which is really cool. And I haven't really seen a lot of Egyptian mythology retellings. I'm sure there's a lot more out there. That's just the first 
series I've been exposed to. Right. Yeah, no, I just think that she's a really good writer as well. So to kind of piggyback off of my love of Harry Potter, recently I discovered Zodiac Academy series. Which was very big on the TikTok. It was. It's kind of like Harry Potter for adults in a way, but also not. <laughs> yeah, I I have not read those. They're on my list. It's also a bully romance, so that I think sometimes turns people off. Okay. And the first book is definitely like a world building but doesn't give everything away it sets the tone for there's like also like a lot of them they're and they're thick they're right thick they build books. they get bigger and bigger as the series goes on it's one of the yeah it's one of those it's it's a slow burn a slow build but i really like them fair enough i also kind of got into my mafia love post-college yeah <laughs> oh yeah you have which i read a lot of mafia and the two series that I would highly recommend if you ever want to dive into the world of like the mafia romance is the Dark Syndicate series, which is by Faith Summers. This one is, I think, hopefully it's better than the cruel. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One we read. It has like, I think six or seven books in it and it follows, it's kind of like the same concept where each book is a different person, but it's people that you've already met or have kind of some correspondence and it's like, I think it starts in, like, the Italian mafia and it transitions into the Russian mafia. So it's, like, you kind of cover all your bases. And they're, like, darker, so it's pretty good. But my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite is the Born in Blood Mafia Chronicles and the Kimura Chronicles by Cora Riley. Which is a series I definitely want to read. I've just been hesitant to start it, especially during there's the pod. So because there's so many of them. But it's one I... I've had on my TBR for yes. over a year. Well, I also point. think it's because I'm just always talking about it. Like, I I feel like I always go back to being, like, this series by Corey Riley. I'm just like, it's so good. So, like, The Born in Chronicles is the Chicago, New York Mafia's stories. And then The Chimera is the Las Vegas Mafia. And then also you get, like, interlapping between the two. Because it's, like, people marry people from other mafia families so it's everything is tied together and like that is something that I am obsessed with when I'm reading I love when authors can take different storylines and like plots and stuff and just like keep going keep going and put it all together where it just like it meshes and yes I read all of these which I think the Born in Mafia series has like five or six books and then the Chimera has four or five and then there's also novellas. And then there's also a Sins of My Father, which is another spinoff within this within this mafia that I didn't even write down. But, like, I was never sick of her writing. I never thought that I was reading the same shit. It was all so fresh and different, even though it was the same. That's definitely a series I want to read. Yeah, and I would recommend it to anyone who's looking for, like, that that mafia. It's It's just so well done, but... I also think it will ruin you. That's Probably. what I found. Probably. Is that like, I, this is like my top pedestal. Like this is what, what I compare. compare. All mafia books to. Yeah. And so far I really haven't read anything since this that I have been like, it's on the same playing field. So be warned. So, so another series that I really like and an author that I like is the Madison Kate series and the Hades series by Tate James. Also really like that author. It's another thing kind of like with Cora Riley, how first you have Madison Kate and then it goes into 
Hades, and then there's now a third spinoff series, and it's a reverse harem, dark, you got enemies to lovers, you got All friends to lovers. Like. All the things we like. So good, dirty, raunchy. Um, and that's one that is... Slight mafia motorcycle club. It doesn't fully, like, dive into those worlds, but it's, like, light. Yeah, and this is one that's on my list because you do talk about this quite a bit, and I do want to read it, but it's not on Kindle Unlimited, and I think it's, like, audio is on, like, Hoopla or something, and it's just, like, I haven't been wanting to, like, purchase them, but, like, it is on my list to to read. Honestly, some of the best audiobooks for the this series... And you have told me that as well. Authors take note on how these two audiobooks were done because it is perfection and it's how I rate all audiobooks too now. I, I should probably give that a chance because maybe I will like that. Because it just, it makes the most sense because like I hate when you have two different voice actors, like one male, one female for the different male and female characters and you have the female still do like male voices. Right. And this audiobook, like, if it's a male speaking part, they will have the male narrator do the male speaking part. And that's something that I just can't get on board with. I don't like when a male or a female tries to emulate the other sex in conversation, in verbal, you know, when it's dialogue. Yeah. It just especially it ruins when, it. It's just like I can't get behind it. I just can't. Especially when you have two voice actors. Right. Like I can I can forgive it like with the Harry Potter audiobooks. Like that's a comfort audio listen. But it's for always me. it's just one speaker. It's one, it's one speaker narrative. throughout the whole right. thing. So then I do want different voices and stuff right. if it's one person the whole right. time. But if you have multiple people use that. Use them to their full advantage and yeah. this audiobook does that. Okay. That's good to know. And so my last kind of book series that I've really gotten into and author that I've really gotten into within the past really year is Penelope Douglas, Devil's Night. Oh my God. I mean, yes. Devil's Night was maybe one of the, I mean, Devil's Night was very intense, I thought. It was pretty dark. It Some more than others, some plot points more than others, but like it took me on a journey that I was not expecting going into it. I kind of just like, it was on Kindle Unlimited and I was like, recommended to read. And I was like, why not? And I always like looking for books that are part of series. Mm-hmm. I prefer a series over Same. a standalone. And so I kind of was just like, okay, why not? And I literally, I think was like, Alex, you need to read this fucking series because you will yep. lose your freaking mind. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, say that a little louder now. <laughs> Ashton, you are amazing, and thank you for introducing me to Penelope Douglas and the Devil's Night series, but also fuck you, (laughs) because it has consumed me, body, mind, and soul. I know, and we're both about to drop $80 to buy all these freaking books because we're we're so obsessed with it. Like, literally anything Penelope Douglas writes, I am going to read. They can do no wrong. Yeah, it's... Penelope just knows how to freaking write. Yeah, and they have such a great range That's of true stories. Too. There's kind of, there's stuff for anyone that you're looking at. In, like, if you are looking to read romance, they definitely have a wide variety of options that you can kind of start tame and work your way up to the more, like, darker themes, like Credence and Devil's Night. But then you also have, like, Birthday Girl that is, like, 
very lighthearted, which was our first episode on the pod. Go listen to it if you haven't already. It's you a great know? one. Well, and then yeah. there's like the um, the Fallaway series, which is a bully romance that is kind of starts in high school and you follow them through their adulthood, like with Devil's Night. But it's not as intense as Devil's Night. So if you're not ready for like a super dark deep, di- deep dive, start there. And Penelope has started a new series. Which is a spinoff, right? Which is a spinoff from the Fallaway series. Yeah, I just, I love Penelope Douglas. I also love Willow Winters. Same. Yeah, and we didn't really mention Willow, but we've read so much Willow within the past year. Yeah, I own her three volumes of Beg For Me, which covers the merciless world. I'm staring at them right now. They thick boys. Yep, I think that we finished all of those. We finished the... And then the These Boys Are Trouble, which mm-hmm. is the Valetti, which is Dirty Dom, which is an episode that if you haven't listened to, go check out. And you read the Highest Bitter series. I read the first one. I was not a fan of that one. Sorry, Willow. I read the first one and I just, I couldn't continue. I couldn't continue on. But I do love the Beg For Me series. That is a... Yeah, the, the Merciless World is great. Yeah, yeah. Ready for all of Declan's books to come yes, out. Yes, and we're just waiting on Declan to kind of fill in the rest of the blanks that Willa left us hanging on with. She's great at a damn cliffhanger, man. Seriously. Katie Robert, love her. Love her, yeah. I mean, Neon Gods, you have the Wicked Villains, which we've read. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've also read her... The Vampire series. The Vampire series, which is like hair, air, something else. I forget what all of those and are. And I've read um, Sabine Valley. That's yeah. available. That one's not finished yet. I need to read some of her um, novellas, like the Her Dad Will Do or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Katie Robert has a plethora of work. It's crazy. When you go to her website and you look to see all of her books... I'm just like, she must not do anything but write. It's crazy. Which I'm here for because I like her and I want more. (laughs) Yeah, so far everything of Katie Robert that I've read, loved it. Another author and series we've been loving is Harley LaRue. Yeah, Her Soul to Take, Her Soul for Revenge. And what was the last one that's, we just looked it up. Something about witches, Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, and that's going to be the third... And kind of wrapping up that series, which is a paranormal, darker romance as well. That's very good. Yes. I've I've enjoyed the first two books of that series, and I'm very excited for the third to come out. And obviously, we touched on Scarlet St. Clair. Yep, Scarlet St. Clair. And then obviously, like, the books that we've been doing for the pod, mm-hmm. all of those authors, we have H.D. Carlton. You know, you have The Haunting, oh. Hunting. Oh, yeah, that's H.D. Carlton's going to be one that whatever she releases going forward at the moment, I'm going to be wanting to read. Yeah, same. I thought that she wrote a very good, dark, very dark romance. And I will be, like, she will be one that I'm constantly keeping an eye out for. Another author I'm currently in, um, very much enjoying, um, Sarah J. Moss. I don't know if you've read any of her books yet, but she does the Akatar series, the A Court of A Court of Thorns and Roses that I've been trying to get you to read. I know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and Throne of Glass. Really good fantasy books. Very popular fantasy books, but they are good. Popular for a reason. So in summary, I think some books overall, genres, things I enjoy reading, are series, fantasy, romance, mystery thriller 
historical fiction, and classics. Yeah, I think mine, as much as I hate to say this, really anything within the romance genre, I can read. So if it has a romance element, I can read mystery, thriller, fantasy, historical, dark, rom-com, contemporary. It does not matter as long as there is like love involved because I'm a hopeless romantic and I love love and that's all I want to read. But I can read anything within that. I feel you there. (laughs) And it's so funny because like people are always like, oh, you're an avid reader. What do you read? And I'm just like, nothing great. (laughs) Nothing that's really making me a better person. (laughs) They are great. What are you talking about? I mean, they're great. They're no, no, okay. They're great, but not like intellectually because people are always like, oh, romance. Okay. You're one of those. Give romance a chance. It's so good. But okay, Alex, we've kind of talked about our journey into books. And obviously, you can follow us on the Instagram, Emotions and Potions Pod. Follow us on TikTok, same handle. Also, follow and subscribe the pod. Tell your friends. Let us know if you like our episodes, what you want to see. If you have a book recommendation, send it our way. Like, we are willing to do. If you have a, you know, off-topic thing that you want us to talk about like you know this episode again dedicated to carrie thanks girl yeah we're really open to anything right yeah so let's move in to our casting if there was to be a movie about our lives it'd be the most boring movie ever but these are who i'd cast for my life (laughs) (laughs) so who would you have who would you cast for yourself Okay, so I have three people because you know I can't just choose a single option. And like, okay, people, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn thinking that I look anything like these actresses who I am choosing (laughs) to play me because that is so not the case. But if I had a choice, these would be my top three people. Alexandra Daddario. Love her. Just because, like, we both have the, like, blue eyes, the darker Dark hair. hair, the, like, paler complexion. Plus, I just think she's a babe. And I would love for her to play me. Like, why not? My second person, I kind of went with a more comedic route, mm-hmm. would be Kat Dennings. Love. So we don't have the, like, eyes, but we have, like, the dark hair. She's, like, curvier. I can get behind it. You know what I mean? And then my final, I mean, if I were to choose anyone and if I could get anyone, it would be Megan Fox. Because also, like, back in the day, I used to have extensions and I had long ass hair and it was black. Like, I dyed it a really, really dark color like Mm -hmm. Megan Fox's. My hair length was hers. Like, when I put on, like, makeup and red lipstick, I was, like, channeling my inner Megan. And I would just love for Megan Fox to play me and the Machine Gun Kelly to play like my love interest. Like I would just, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I think it I, it definitely says a lot about me. It does. But I would But it's like die. very fitting for you though. I know. I would die. I would die. So those are who I chose for myself. So who did you choose for you? For me. Because you only had the one, right? In true Alex fashion, I only picked one. <laughs> <laughs> and I picked Kat Dennings. Shut up. You picked Kat Dennings. I picked Kat Dennings. Shut up. See, I was really torn because I was like, Kat could go either either way. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that is so great. Oh, my goodness. I'm claiming her, though, since I only picked one and she's closer okay. to my age. You know what? You can have Kat. I'll take Megan, okay? That's, That's fine. fine. Or Alexandra. I'll- okay, so do you want to know who I chose for you? I do. Okay, so I also, again, chose three because I couldn't choose one. So my first person I chose, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, thank you. So my thought process behind Haley was, like, she seems very bubbly. Like, you guys' is like vibe just seems very similar. I'll take it. Plus, I mean, like, I like you guys her. have a lot of, you know, the darker hair, the darker eyes. The next person I want a little older, so I, like, aged you up, but I don't think you're going to mind because it's Mila Kunis. Oh, no, thank you. Because I, that also, is a compliment. Like, I chose Mila because you guys both have, like, more of an olivey, like, skin complexion, you know, like, and, like, that top picture. Like, the hair. Ugh. And my last person I chose was Amelia Clark. Thank you again. <laughs> and I don't know, just something about, like, all of them, like, the fe- the f- features, yeah. something. I was like, as soon as I saw those three actresses, I'm like, yep, those would be my choices for Alex. Aw, thanks. But I like Kat Dennings, too. I like all of them. So in true Ashton fashion. Oh, gosh. I, I do have three choices for you. Oh, you gave me options. I gave you You're options. You're so sweet. So... I'm going to save my front runner for last. Okay. So my first pick for you is Abigail Breslin, specifically when she has dark hair, and Sophie Turner with dark hair. What is she in? Abigail Breslin, she's been in a lot of stuff. She's mostly known for stuff when she was like a child actor. Um, Like she was in Signs. She's in Zombieland. Oh, oh, More recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombieland. That's where I know her. And then obviously, Sophie Turner. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say no to Sophie but like, Turner. Especially with dark hair. I'm like, I feel like she looks I, a lot like you. Yeah, I've never seen her with dark hair. Yeah, I didn't realize that she had like really light blue eyes either. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like those. Okay. And then my number one choice for you is India Easley. I'm so glad you chose her because you know I chose her for Scart. She was one of my Sarah picks. And I really, I thought she was, she's very pretty. She's very pretty. And I think you two favor each other. Like, I very much see you when I saw pictures of her. Yeah. I mean, definitely we got the pale complexion going on. But like the light eyes. Yes. The darker hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, Yeah. Okay, I'm not mad at any of those. Wow. Thank you. Welcome. This is really boosting up my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, I think all of those were so fantastic, and I wouldn't be mad at any one of those people playing me. I would be honored. Same. Honored. So let's move into our last segment, since we're not rating anything tonight. Nope. Let's move into our song choices. So how did you do this? Like, how did you pick your top four songs? So I have five. Oh, your top five I songs. Got, I have five. So I kind of, I'm all over the place when it comes to music that I enjoy. So I kind of wanted that to be represented. And then kind of just, I don't know, different facets of life in okay. general sort of thing. That's how I picked my songs. What about you? So I kind of did the same thing. I just thought about songs that either had a very, very significant importance in my life or songs that I just like relate to at some point in my life at one time or another. Do you want to go first? Do you want to share your first song? Sure. So my first song was my mother's song to me when I was growing up. Oh, that's cute. What was that? Oh, it's cute until you find out what it is. Oh gosh, what is it? Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, you have only child syndrome. I do have only child syndrome. You wanted everything. <laughs> yeah. Anytime that song came on the radio, <laughs> my mom would turn it up and be like, Alex, it's your song. And she'd make me sing along with it. You can't always get what you want. Oh, I love that. I love your mom. She can she's be a, so great. She's great. She can be a savage at times, but man, I love that woman. Oh my gosh, she sounds amazing. So my first song is Born This Way by Lady Gaga. I figured I had to include it because I have a tattoo of it. <laughs> so I feel like if I got it permanently inked on my body, it should definitely be. But I just feel like this song incorporates whether you're like – it's a sexual orientation, a disability, whatever it is. I think that this song is just like you're born who you are and just freaking embrace it. And I just think that it's a very just strong message. And I try to like, em- you know, embrace being like, this is who I am. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That. Thank you. And then, yeah, I have a tattoo of it. So I figured it must mean something. <laughs> Can't go wrong. My next one um, is Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Just because, one, the Spice Girls were, like, an integral part of my childhood. Loved them. (laughs) And then also, I just feel like it's a great song kind of representing love and friendships. Love that. Okay, so my second song, you definitely went, like, nostalgic, like, thinking back. I did not. (laughs) My next song is Boss Bitch by Doja Cat. (laughs) Great song, though. I love that song. (laughs) Because in my mind... I'm a boss bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're that that... And you're a boss. And you can shine like gloss. Yeah. I just, like, that is my, like, inner monologue. Every day it's like, go out there and just be a boss-ass bitch. And do I succeed? Probably not. But I like to think that I do. <laughs> so, like, I just... Yeah, this song is part of my part of my lineup. <laughs> What's your next one? My next one um, is... Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes by Jimmy Buffett. Oh, okay. Very much speaks to my wanderlust, love to travel side. And then also being a Florida girl and Jimmy Buffett is ingrained in my DNA. As it should be. <laughs> my parents are parrot heads. Oh, Which is like okay. part of a, like a Jimmy Buffett thing. So just, again, integral part of my upbringing. Okay, I like that. My next song choice was Oliver Tree, Swing and a Miss. Because I just think that that is life. If this is it, it's a swing and a miss. Like, you just, you tried, it didn't pan out, you start, you go back to the drawing board and figure it out. I just, yeah, it's a swing and a miss. (laughs) (laughs) So my next one is for, like, nights out and just kind of... Kind of along the lines of your Lady Gaga song, just kind of owning who you are. Yes. And it's the song We Are Who We Are by Kesha. Oh, love Kesha, and I love that song. Mm. Yes, Alex. I'm here for and it. And you know now bringing a little more current with the choices and artists. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're now hitting present day. <laughs> I've stayed in present day, but that's okay. No, I like that. I like that a lot. That's good. So I think my next song that I would have to choose in my lineup is Do Me by Kim Petras. This is like my sexual song, okay? It's like, it's dirty. It's like everything that I like. (laughs) Listen to the song. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. So I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) 
my final song choice is basically me in a nutshell, Pisces by Miranda Glory. <laughs> you know, I tried to look for a song that incorporated Scorpios and just did not find anything that I liked. But I'm glad that you found a Pisces song that you like. Yeah. And that it like emulates. Oh, very much. Okay. Very much. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the songs that emulated like Scorpio. So I was like, this isn't gonna be involved in my life. I mean Doomy's kind of a very Scorpio song. That's true. Okay, there we go. There's my Scorpio song. And in Ashton fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I have two final ones that I just like I can't really choose between. So I'm just gonna say them both because I can. It's my podcast. <laughs> Give it to me. That's why I went and chose three people for you because right? more is more. More is more and more is better. So my final two songs, People I Don't Like by Upsell. It just like emulates how I feel like because to be honest, like I feel like I am definitely like a side character in life. Like I've never really felt that I am like this main character energy. And like this song speaks to me because it's like every single time I would go to a party and like being reintroduced to the same people and like being like, I don't like you. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm sick of this, like, bullshit whatever. And it's just, like, speaks to me. And it's, I mean, I'm the same way today. Like, I can't. I can't. So. Can't be bothered with people. I guess that's, like, my Scorpio showing. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last song is Memories by David Guetta and Kid Cudi. And the reason I chose that, not because I think that my life is super memorable and that, like, I've done crazy shit, but I was at this um, pre-college, like, camp one year, and one of the icebreakers for this, like, camp or whatever is, like, we had to draw something, and mine was, like, the thing that I drew was, what song would you choose for the theme song of your life? And this was when I was in high school, so this was, like, going the summer going into my senior year and I was obsessed with Kid Cudi back then. I was obsessed with Kid Cudi. I mean, can't go wrong with that choice. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that this was the song that I gave being like Memories by David Guetta and Kid Cudi and it was like, people were like, oh, she must have like a really exciting life and I'm like, I really don't. But like, <laughs> this was just the last song I listened to and I guess I could be connected with connected. it somehow. <laughs> so I had to include that because that was a fun little mem. But yeah, Alex, I like your songs. Thank like you. I like yours too. Per usual, you really dig deep. You like think about these things to the core. And I love that because I don't. I'm very surface. You're very <laughs> like core. Like you're digging down. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> What's on the surface? <laughs> I dig too deep though. <laughs> like I go into a rabbit hole and spiral. Well, you didn't spiral this episode. And then I reel it back. (laughs) (laughs) Journey for reading. Is it a love or a hate letter? Oh, well, it definitely is a love letter. It's a love letter. If I gave myself a hate letter, that would be kind of sad. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Being like, I'm really upset that this is the path that my life took. No, I'm not. I'm very happy with who I am as a person and my reading choices. So love. It's a love letter. Love, love, love. So Alex... We've completed another episode of Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter to. It was our, a journey. It was a journey, and it was our journey. It was. And I loved learning your journey, and I loved thinking about my journey. And I loved hearing your journey and learning about yours, too. Yes. It's, it's awesome. So please, follow Emotions and Potions pod on Instagram, 
rate us, review us, all the things. Subscribe. We're follow. on TikTok. We're on Insta. Let us know what you want to hear. If you have suggestions, we're always open to anything that you want to hear. But until next time, this has been a love letter to ourselves. So cheers. Cheers, bitches. Until next week. Bye. Bye.